Coming to you live, Sports Talk, Eugene Morton, live from the lovely city of Atlanta here via what's formerly known as iTunes. Did you know they're changing iTunes? I iTunes did. is going down. I, I, did. I think it's going to be, I'm going to have to change my intro. I'm going to say something like Apple Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> it took me forever to get that intro down. I and now know. I'm going to work in and, a new now, intro here. Now we don't know what they're going to be called. So um, iTunes, or formerly known as iTunes, whatever, yeah. whenever that's taking place, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play. And today we're going to be talking about finals and some news coming from the NBA. And one of the things I want to get into here is the the finals. Okay. All right. So I have a friend who a coworker who I go back and forth with about these games. And uh, I had picked Golden State in six. Okay. I'm still holding. I'm still. I'm still not wavering either. By the way, really, are you still in six? Yeah, I'm still in six. Okay. I'm so still I might have to move to seven, but uh, we'll 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 see. Because okay. what happened? The issue. I, the biggest issue I had, Eugene, was with this particular coworker. They were like, um, you know, they're they're talking trash to me. Okay. Okay, and Clay goes out, and they're still talking trash to me. So <laughs> here's what I here's what I have to get across to people, and. uh it seems obvious, but it's not very obvious. Evidently, that's why I feel like I'm having to discuss it. If you pick a team, okay, a team would uh, let's just even talk about the starting five. We're not going to go into the bench. You pick your starting five team, right? The, if a solid player from that starting five is missing, it is not the same team. So one of the things that or uh, one of the ways that you could see this kind of manifest itself in real time is if you watched game three, I want to say game three of the NBA finals, um, the team looked like a different team without clay out there. They needed his defense. Oh yeah. The Raptors scored a hundred and twenty three points. Right. Okay. The golden States uh, scored their usual one Oh nine with a Herculean effort from Steph Curry. Who gave you forty seven? And by the way, can we can we stop with the, the Steph Curry hating haters all over the world? I don't I mean, understand I, what I that's don't about. Understand that either. I mean, he was phenomenal. I mean, what two minutes left in the game? He's diving for loose balls. He's a two time I mean, MVP. Yeah, one time unanimous. I don't think that's ever happened before. Right. So it, he deserves it. But I think that when you have that kind of diminutive stature and would seem like a um, a privileged upbringing, people tend to discount oh. your skills. You know, they tend to discount you, but they want the guy who it looks like he's been around. He's had hard knocks growing up. You know, he looks more like the uh, stereotypical LeBron James looking NBA player, right. you know, big guy. Uh, so I feel like that causes people, even though LeBron wouldn't do it even himself, Brian wouldn't discount Steph Curry skills, even himself. No, but people on the outside, I think discount his skills for that reason, but he's giving you 47. Um, on almost, he took 31 shots, by the way. He took 31 shots. Unbelievable. Unbelievable amount of, oh, uh, unbelievable workload for him. And I remember I was uh, watching a game with a friend, and I remember telling him first quarter, maybe beginning of second, but I think it was first quarter, that I can already see the amount of effort Steph is having to exert very early on into the game. Right. And you, you can't sustain. You can't sustain that in a winning effort. It is. This is a team sport, right? It's a team sport. So let's break it down. It was one hundred nine to one twenty three. They lost by fourteen points. 
uh, Draymond gave you 17. So you got 64 from two players. Right. 64 from two players. Right. If you had gotten anything from the other guys, anything from the other guys, you know, because Iggy doesn't look healthy out there. No. His shots. I think he like, I felt like he had a couple air balls. Yeah. He just doesn't look great. No. He doesn't like himself. Uh, and, and awful. Boogie doesn't look great either. Uh, at least what Boogie's coming off injury and getting reacclimated back into the team. And it looks like the injury It's just the injury bug has just hit the Warriors. And what I want people to understand, if you've gone into betting anybody who is uh, betting against the Raptors, just understand that if Kawhi had got injured on your team, now, of course, we all know the bet still stands like mon- monetary wise. But as far as the trash talking, the you can't trash talk the Raptors if there's no Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi Leonard goes down next game and Golden State just wins every other game after. That's not the same Raptors team. Right. You that's know what a, I mean? And some people don't, it, they don't make those adjustments mentally for when those teams changes uh, occur. Did you watch the game? I did. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, it's, I mean, same as you. I mean, like. I mean, they could have easily just said, throw this game out, not really played. I mean, they played as well as they could have played. You know, Steph was obviously amazing. Um, I, I just kind of chalked it up. You know, they they could have pushed. I think they could have pushed um, Clay in the play-in if they really wanted to play. I I honestly felt like he they, was active. Yeah. And you could tell he wanted to play. He wanted you, to get out there. Yeah, you could just tell by the bench. I, I just, yeah. I think it was just a smart move. I think they kind of, the Warriors kind of know, like they, they, they know they can beat them just with Steph and Clay. Mm-hmm. Why, why risk it? Let's rest them this game and really come out in Game Four. Because I, my, my, the roadmap I'm thinking is rest him Game, guess Game Three. Obviously, what they did, bring him back Game Four, and I, I still have a suspicion that Katie's coming back for Game Five. That's my, that's my thinking. And then they'll win the next two. I think that if oh, KD comes back, week. if KD comes back, like if KD came back today, I'm telling that same coworker who was talking trash to me, like if KD comes back, then I think that they're going to, w- I would have still kept my Warriors in six. Yeah. If KD came back, I would have been Warriors in six still. Right. Um, with no KD, I don't know. I don't, of course my pick is my pick Warriors in six, but I don't like the fact that I think that, when you make these picks, they have to be amended to say if healthy, like you, you shouldn't have to say that you shouldn't have to add that uh, qualifier all the time. It or should you, be known. You it should, should be known that, right. that <laughs> if Steph Curry gets injured, it's not the same Warriors team. Right. And if, if Clay Steph and KD person, injured, right. it's not the same Warriors team. Right. And if Steph Curry is looking uh, to be the only guy, like you were saying, if he's the only person on your team and he's got to carry all of the offensive load, it's not the same team. This yeah. isn't the Warriors that we've seen the last five years. No, Clay has played. I think I saw a stat that says something like over a hundred games, over a hundred playoff played games. Ninety three percent of his games. So here's a guy, including playoffs, who plays almost every single game for this team, yeah. and you take him off, and then people will still trash talk you as if the guy's out there, you know, playing as if right. he doesn't uh, provide serious amount of minutes and a serious amount of effort on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So with uh, with that being said. I still have, of course, I still have the Warriors winning this. Uh, my go to seven, I'm I'm not prepared to do it yet because I want to see if Clay plays. At the time of the recording, uh, there's a game tonight. This this is a, a Friday recording, so this, there's a game tonight. We'll see what happens after that. But um, what are your thoughts for the rest of the series? Because I know you still say you're not coming off the you're I'm not, not coming off no, the six. I, no, I think like I said, Clay. It's obvious he's he's already been he's already been cleared to play tonight. 
So I'm thinking they win tonight and KD comes back for game six. Okay. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, game game five. Game five, game five and game six. So if they come back if they, and they just take them after that. So that means they would go into to, uh, Toronto tied, right? Yes. They would go, go to Toronto tied. Go back to Toronto tied. And um yeah, and they win the next two. Okay. I could see that happening. I and I think that I, I see that happening, especially if KD comes back. Yeah. If KD comes back even game five and there you go in tied, I'm st- I'm I'm good for my st- in six. Right. I, I just think that with KD is just too much. It's too much. Seventeen from Draymond is respectable. So I even if Draymond gave you that same seventeen, I can deal with that. Right. And there's no way. There's no way that they've got they've got no way wrong. They they've got some good defenders on on Toronto, but they've they've had the luxury of not having the guard clay every night here. You know, missing this game, they hadn't had luxury to even see KD even At start all. the series. So he put those three back out there. I'm sorry. I just, like you said, we like we talked in the beginning of the year when we were talking about the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When you got those three, who you're, you're got, when they've got, you've got those three guys playing, you've got to bank on at least two of those guys not having a good night. Right, right. And it's going to be, all three have to be off. All three. Right, on the same night. Right. So let me go to this then. Let me transition here a bit. If, I was having a, a conversation with a friend today and he was talking about uh, if they won the championship. He felt it would be harder for Kawhi to leave and I felt it would be easier for Kawhi to leave if they won the championship. What are your thoughts on that? I think he's already decided. I mean, I've, we've heard these rumors all through the, the beginning of the year. I mean, it's it's no secret that he doesn't want to stay. It's like, right. I don't I don't think that makes a difference. I don't think it made a difference when he made the shot, the winning shot in Philadelphia. I mean, I think he, I mean, I don't think he just doesn't like Toronto. I just don't think he wants to be there. You know, I like, it's just like living there or just playing, playing there. there. Or, I don't think he wants to play existing there, there he, at all. He doesn't want to play there. He wants, I it's, it's well documented. He wants to play in LA. Do you think it, that's going to come to fruition? I think so. It's, but I think it's, I think it's, uh, I, I keep hearing more of the, the Clippers versus, um, versus the Lakers. I'm not sure if he's interested in, uh, LeBron Lake show situation. Yeah. So no, I, I just, I haven't seen when I, when you keep hearing the reports, you know, it's one thing when you hear one report, but when you hear it over and over and over again, it's, it's nothing's changed. It's like when, when LeBron, when that whole sweepstakes started, we heard Lakers forever. That didn't change. We Kevin Durant. We have not heard a different narrative from him. I mean, we've heard the nets come up every now and then, but we've heard Knicks, Knicks, Knicks over 90% of the conversation. Right. So if I hear Kawhi is, I mean, he wants to be in, it's just in California. He wants to be in LA. I just don't, you know, I don't see there's a, you know, don't, don't be wrong. Now Toronto's doing a fantastic job of trying to keep him. I've heard the yeah, penthouse is being offered to him and they, they have like this whole Kawhi situation of him not having to pay for stuff. Yeah. Like restaurants, yeah, restaurants penthouse yeah, and all this other yeah. stuff. And yeah, so, which is very funny because it's also would come with like a $200 million contract. Like it would come with all that stuff. Right. So yeah. it, it, it's kind of rich that is, does he get a, all uh, this free stuff is being offered. Is he on the Drake album? Is going to be the next Drake album? I mean, I think that it, Drake will put it out there. I'll tell you that. I don't, I don't think Drake would have any issue if they would keep him there. Yeah. Um, in the city, I'm not sure if he would have any issues. Well, that being said, I think that if he wins, in my opinion, I think it becomes easier to leave any place if you've won a chip than if you've lost a chip. And um, I think that he would be beloved 
in Toronto, if he was to win them a championship, he's beloved forever. Even if he leaves next year and goes to wherever he goes to, right. I think you're beloved forever. But for you gotta all, remember, all he's time. already won a championship. So, yeah, he's won one with the Spurs. Yeah, so it's not like that's held over his head. So mm. no, he's no, already not won at all, that. not he's at all. Just, and he's what he's been in two, right? He's been in two. He was uh, with the Spurs. He was Finals MVP. So it's not even like uh, it's not even a situation where you're dealing with a guy who doesn't know what it feels like. And I think that's part of what's taking him through now. Like he yeah. knows he's in familiar territory here, you know, and the team you're playing now is, is bet not with Steph, not with no clay, but the team you're playing now um, is comparable to that Miami team that had LeBron Bosch and D Wade on it. That team that he beat yeah. back then, you know, so it, he's in familiar territory. I don't think that this is um, uncharted waters for him at all. Um, Let's go to one another big story this week, and that is the whole Mark Stevens situation. Are you familiar? Oh, with where he, where pushed he Kyle Lowry? pushed Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So your let's put your let's put your let's take off your GM Morton hat. Let's okay. put on your Commissioner Morton hat. What should the punishment have been in your opinion? What they did, I thought it was perfect. You heard was it? They, they mm-hmm. find him and they find him five hundred thousand yeah. and then suspended him for a year. I mean, the fine doesn't matter because he's a bajillionaire. So that the, you know, I don't really funny? care about that. When it comes to like that that number, I saw some uh, an article where they said that fine is like a is like a millionaire getting fined two hundred and seventeen dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fine is ridiculous. I mean, I don't. It's what it is. What it is. I mean, it's like a traffic uh, ticket. Yeah, it's like a traffic ticket. But I mean, I like that they banned him for a year. That I'm okay with that. You know. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know what else should have been harsher. I mean, I, I they, I, were there, I, I read the article, were there words? I mean, was he just trash? Yeah, he him? told him just to F off. F off. Okay. I mean, F off. there was no racial element. Okay. Or anything that's what there. I'm saying. If it was a racial element, then yes. Then yeah, then we don't, like you said, there's no, there's no, there's no need for that. Right. In this, in today's game or any sports, you know, um, but you know, no, he said F you and um, I'm pretty sure you know, you know, I'm pretty sure they exchanged pleasantries and but no, perfect. You know, find him, find him and kick him out for a year. Okay. So I will uh I will take up for the commissioner here in this sense. And I will also well, you know, I can straddle the fence here because initially initially I'm like, well, get this guy out of here. Let's just ban him for life. Right. And that's what that that's the that's how I wanted it to be dealt with at first. Right. And, and the money thing, it's a wash. Yeah. You can't find a billionaire enough money. No, I could find you a hundred million dollars and at his net worth, he'd still be a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. The amount of money is just in, in inconsequential. So that you can't, even if I find you a million or two, let's say, cause they say right now, let's use the same, let's use the same formula. If, a million, if $500,000 would have been like finding a million with the amount of money he's worth, I think he's worth like 2.3 billion or something like yeah. that. If $500,000 would have been like finding a millionaire $217 with what his net worth is, if you're doing like that formula, then let's say we have find him four times as much. Right. Then it would have been like finding a millionaire $800. Yeah. You can't get to an amount no. that's going to make sense from no. a cash standpoint. And they should just say they should pick what a charity from the player. Well, he said he's going to do that himself. Who was uh, the- uh, Stevens came out with a with a uh, apology doing his his uh, apology 
tour. Okay. And he came out and said that he would donate to Kyle Lowry's See, uh, uh, charity of his choice type situation. There you go. I mean, that's, I mean, that's not a bit, you know, I mean, it's a good thing, it's but a good it's thing. a, it's a can't win situation though. Cause some people right. are like, well, now you're just throwing money at it and everything, but then you want him to throw money at it. It's like, you, you can't please. Yeah. I everyone know. It's here. like, Hey, you know, I, in the, it's a heat of a moment. He, he probably is going to look back at, you know, I'm a, I'm stupid. I probably shouldn't have done that. And Hey, he's doing the right thing. He's, he's going to give to the charity. Everyone's going to be okay. And it's like, you know, they they'll probably said F you to each other and let's move on. It's like, it, or just if you want to ban him to the box seats next time, whatever. Right. Know. Just take away his court side. Just take away so court you, side. you could take away court side for life. Yeah. Just do if you want to do that. Like you can never sit court side yeah. again. I, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. And I would have been okay with that as a compromise. Um, where I came off the lifetime ban, because originally I was on the lifetime ban heavy, but I actually got... I actually came off of that line of thinking by listening to Stephen A. Smith um, on... Uh, first take he made a very good point about the lifetime ban if you have given him a lifetime ban it minimizes a little bit uh the donald sterling situation gets minimized a bit because yeah donald sterling got the lifetime ban so now you get to the lifetime ban right now if you were to use donald sterling's lifetime ban as the um as the mark kind of like, you know, as a litmus test, right. so to speak of how severe a punishment, uh, how a severe an action should be to get that lifetime ban. Then the Mark Stevens doesn't fall quite as high. It doesn't, it doesn't reach that right. level of, uh, it doesn't reach that level of, of vitriol. It doesn't reach that level of, um, of, uh, attention as far as necessitating that, that type of ban. Right. You know? Right. So then I, I came off that a bit. And now that I'm thinking about it, I definitely wouldn't mind this guy never sitting courtside again. Yeah, I think that's a, I mean, it's a fair compromise. Like I said, he apologizes. He gives the money to the charity. Those were great. But one step further. Yeah. This, he never sits courtside because uh, if you, I've never had a chance to sit in one of those seats. So I would love to have one day. Maybe you guys spare thirty, forty thousand dollars laying around. I know. I just needed like no Jay Z, you know? <laughs> um, but there's a, there's a card that actually is there. There's a card that goes, that's like what, like restrictions of what you can do. And he ter- knows. Yeah. You know, you know, this but is it, not his first rodeo. Right. And they're on every, if you sit there, there's a code of conduct for, and there's code of conduct too on every, like if you've ever been bored and just looked at the back of a, a baseball ticket or wherever you are, any kind of game ticket or even concert tickets, there's codes of conduct and all that. It's very tiny, but it's a, but they put a big one on there. If you're sitting courtside or putting, sitting close enough to, uh, to, to players. So no. saying that this is what you, this is how you should behave yeah. type thing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. I think that's, ba- <laughs> that's basically what it sums up. Don't just sit there, enjoy the game, boo the player if you want to, which I, I just, I think it's funny. It's like, I'm going to boo somebody that's is just, is an athlete. It can play better than me with probably two broke legs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to boo a guy. <laughs> you feel like, I think that that feels like that's the only thing that you can do. Yeah. No fans yeah. want to put their uh, mark, put their imprint on a game, and the only way that you can really do it uh, without lacing them up and getting out there, which ninety nine percent of us could not do. Nope. Um, then you're going to be vocal. You're going to try to distract. You know, during free throws and stuff like that. These are all things that you feel that you uh, can do to try to put your uh, imprint on the game. Yeah. And from a courtside situation, if you're paying that much for seats, you probably feel like, hey, listen, I can 
be a little bit more vocal and right. stuff like that. Right. Be a little bit more demonstrative on the sideline there. I'm not sure if you're going to be Drake and roaming, uh, roaming the sidelines <laughs> like a coach, but um, you, you can put your imprint on the game in that fashion. Right. I think what it boils down to is a certain respect level. And if everybody had the same respect level, these type of things would never happen. And and what I mean by that is when you look at these players, they are human beings that are playing a sport. Right. You know, they're not robots. You can't expect them to go out there and react to every slight in the in the best fashion. Right. Like they got to be um, scholars. They got to be uh, complete professional on the court. And you have to, you can be an idiot. And you can say whatever you want or you can uh, throw stuff at them and stuff like that or hurl insults that you never would say to their face <laughs> ever. Eugene, you would never say that to that man if he was walking on the street. It's, it's like a, a live version of Twitter. I can actually yell at Hey, my, <laughs> you suck. You're whatever. Like, right. At, at at Kyle Larry. <laughs> exactly. And then you, you, when you can hide behind something yeah. and it's much easier. And in this yeah. particular case, you're kind of hiding behind the fact that, hey, they have to be uh, upheld to a certain level of professionalism. You know, they don't want to get kicked out of the game. They don't want to have any issues with, with fans. But at the same time, the NBA it, and I do applaud them for their swiftness in this because you got to get this handled, Eugene. Yeah. And you got to handle it fast. Get it before it gets even out of hand. Let's just handle it pretty quick. And yeah. I admire Adam Silver for that. I think that he's uh, one of the one of the best commissioners of all sports. And um, originally when David Stern retired, I remember thinking, man, like whoever's got to fill those shoes. It, I don't envy whoever's got to try to fill those shoes. No, it's different from from uh football because i think football you had i want if i'm not mistaken yet pete rosell kind of came through in uh in the early days of the nfl right you know he goes uh that goes to tagliabue right that's like the 80s 90s nfl and then it goes to goodell okay pete rosell pretty legendary nfl circles tagliabue oh okay you know not not as legendary as pete rosell of course uh but did usher in uh, new age, you know, the, the the television age of of the NFL, and, and responsible for a lot of those contracts, kind of how they're, they're they've come down now. Um, and then you got Roger Goodell, who's kind of here now. I feel I'm neither high, I'm not super high on Goodell, but I'm not super low on Goodell like some right. people are too. Some people are super low on him. I'm just uh, thinking about a guy who's got to walk a tightrope of of police and owners and players. Not an easy job to do when well, the owners are your boss. Yeah, I think the the thing that Silver does so well is he generally cares about the players. I think he does. I mean, you does can, Goodell come off as more... Goodell never... Uh, he just cares about making the, his donors met money. I mean... Uh, well, the, what about that's, this? That's the... I mean, I'm not saying... I mean, that's the sense I get. That's okay. what... If, my, if I'm watching him the way he speaks... Now, now I know he, he's he's pretty... Like, all the players on draft night, it's always hilarious to me. It's like, those new guys, they're, they're hugging him. and That's because they're hugging the NFL. They're happy. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they got, that's a lifetime of work right, right. coming to fruition right at that second. Good point. I never thought about that way. Yeah, but um, from just, yeah, I, I just, Adam Silver just seems to just, he just seems to know more. I, he seems to have a better pulse on it, you know, versus Goodell. I, it just feels like. He just sidesteps and I mean, don't get me wrong. He's making the NFL lots of money and the owners are definitely happy with him, but they are. And he makes lots of money himself. I think he makes about 50 million a yeah, year. He's so not, he's, he's not, not, he's not, he's not hurting. Um, so 
with Goodell, I would say, even though I do like Adam Silver better, but I will tell you the difference between the two, in my opinion. With Goodell, Goodell is a reflection of what the NFL is. NFL is not a player's league. No. It's not. It's not a player's league. You act, if you give uh, organization problems in the NFL, they will get you out of here as soon as you've outlived your usefulness. They're going to get you out of there. Right. And um, the NBA is a player's league. It's a player's league. Adam Silver knows where that, that bread is buttered even for the owners. You know, the bread is buttered for the owners in the NBA by the players. So, and plus you can see the players like you, you can, can see their absolutely. faces and their impact and, is greater. And, yeah. The smaller rosters, you, your impact is greater. Like in the NBA, it's hard to argue that there's any owner that's more important than the biggest star on certain, on certain teams. Yeah. So where LeBron James goes, he becomes the most important person where KD goes he's going to become the most important person right, in that organization. Right. You don't have the Jerry Jones of the world in the NBA. You have Mark Cuban. Okay. I mean, it's close, close, but not, close. not like Jerry Jones, but not like Jerry Jones. And these owners in, in, in the NFL can get popular themselves. You know, the Rooney's, the Mara's, you know, people like that. These, yeah. these are families and these dynasties can get popular in the NFL. Right. In the NBA, unless your name's Jerry Buss, unless you're the Buss family, it's not, Exactly a one for one comparison here. And you're going to be as good as your best player on these teams. And I think Adam Silver is very much aware of that. Yeah. Even if he's looking out for the owners, he needs to look out for the players first. Right. It's just so that those organizations stay intact, you know, and he knows that himself. Yeah. He may not. I mean, he'll probably never come out and admit, but I mean, he's, he's got to be a little bothered by the, the power empowerment. You know, what do you mean? Just he's got to be a little bit, you know, because I know, you know, David Stern, he was the commissioner. He would have squashed that in, in a heartbeat. Well, you know, David Stern, David Stern is one of the best commissioners of, of all time, in my opinion. Um, Adam Silver has given him a, a decent run for his money, but it, it, I can't help but think that he's just building on what David built. It's kind of like a Tim Cook, Steve Jobs situation. You know, you look at Apple, you got Steve Jobs, of course. You mm-hmm. got Jobs, Wozniak. It, they're, they're Apple. Okay. Right. And uh, jobs more so, of course. They're Apple. Tim Cook takes over and is ushered Apple into new era, but still is a very good steward of what Steve Jobs built. Yeah, so, you know he's building upon what that that foundation that that Jobs laid. I feel that way about Silver and Stern. I feel like David Stern was a Steve Jobs. You know he he brought because you know when David Stern took over. Uh, NBA for for the uninitiated in the seventies was kind of going into the dark ages a bit. You know, now he was lucky, very lucky with the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird situation. You, you, that, that gives us our lucky. matchup. That gives us that's right. That's where we get the oh the Sunday, Saturday Sunday matchups. You know, so he was lucky that those two players came in about the same time that he was being uh, around because I think he came in a little bit later than that, but only slightly. I think he they he was the the um he oversaw the NBA in the eighties when it really started to blow up, blow right. up, you know, and then it became like a global game in like the nineties as well. But he was David Stern was in charge of all this, you know, and I remember when he, when he was uh, stepping down, I remember thinking, I don't remember what year it was, but I definitely remember thinking like, there's, it's going to be hard for anybody to do a better job than what he's already done from where he comes in, where the NBA is at the moment that David Stern comes in right. to where it is when he leaves. Very different. Yeah. Very different. And how lucky it is. I mean, it's, it is kind of lucky for Adam 
because if you look at the league now, even for a few years ago, every team has a, like has a star on it. If you look at about if you look at the NBA, just just about every team has a has a star, has a marketable player that you can go. I can market to that guy. I can, but even now, I mean, even the Hawks. I mean, we we can we can kind of see it might it might be happening with Trey Young. That mm-hmm. might be our future marketable young guy, right? That we can put. I mean, yeah, but that you can get behind, get behind, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We didn't have that before. I mean, we've been we didn't have one since Dominique, right? Right. But so I mean, if you are in the league, I mean, it's, even the, just watching the playoffs. I mean, you got Jokic, you got Dame Lillard. I mean, you've got I mean Paul George. You've, you it's know, an exciting it's time a, in the league. I mean, it's and and here's the thing too. It's gonna it's gonna blow up again. They're yeah, because when Zion comes in, it's well, gonna Zion, be another star coming that, in. But all the um the best subplot, and we I know we kind of talked about the finals, but the the best subplot we haven't even spoke about is in three weeks, two of those guys can be gone from the team. Well, they, we're gonna do a we're gonna dedicate a whole show to free agency right, right. because free agency is so bananas. Yeah, it's so bananas. It's worth its own. It's worth its own show. And I'm thinking that. Or just to sum up the to to kind of put a bow on this. I think we got another minute here, so kind of put a bow on this uh, situation with Adam Silver. I'm thinking that he he's done the best that he could do in this particular situation. He uh, acted swiftly. Yep, and didn't come down with as much emotion as I <laughs> I probably would have done in that first day. Like if I was Adam Silver, Eugene, that first day, this guy would have been out of here. He would have been sitting that there's also rumor out there too that he's probably gonna be selling his shares. Do you think that's a step too far? You think that's a bridge too far for having to sell like if he was mandated to sell his shares, uh, which he's not, he but should. if he was mandated to, would you feel like that was a bridge too far? Yeah, bridge too far. Like I said, I agree with the just ban him from the court, court side. You gotta go sit in the um oh you gotta go sit in the reserve in the owner's in box. The owner's box. I know where goodness. they see you free free food and free it's beer. Horrible. I know. I but, mean uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I, I think that that's what you you do stuff like that to punish billionaires because everything else is just purchasable. Like you, you, if you're used to being told that you can kind of act and do what you want to do because fiscally you're able to. Yeah. So when you take away stuff that can't be uh, now you, you're in the owner's box. You can't sit course out in any NBA game. That's a severe, that's a, that's an actual punishment to me because now what do you do now? You can't, you can't buy that. You can't buy that back. Yeah. And that's, a, that's actually something that's uh, punitive in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. You know, so we'll get back to uh, the finals talk here on our next episode. Check us out. Regin ATL, uh, Apple podcasts, um, sports talk, Eugene Morton. I don't know about the Apple podcast, man. I got to figure out a better way to say it. We don't even know what they're going to call it. If, if they're even going to say Apple podcast, yeah. like I, I hope it's something that's, that I can say with one word. Cause iTunes, iHeartRadio, it, it just so it rolls off. It rolled <laughs> off so great. Now I don't know what I'm going to say. So let me end the show again. Cause I'm just getting thrown off here. Virgin ATL sports talk, Eugene Morton, check us out. Spotify, Apple podcast, formerly known as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google play.